Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. All right. Hello, everyone. It is Tuesday, May 3rd. I have gotten my fill of white anti-hero television in Better Call Saul and Barry. And I am stressed out from the last episode of Better Call Saul. And uh, also over the weekend, I got to see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And Bailey, I must say, I think it is, I think it's rewarding for people who've seen Nicolas Cage movies. But also, like, just my small little input on it. I wish it was just more of Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. I agree. Yeah. I and, For somebody that doesn't know his stuff, I completely agree. Yeah, like, and I agreed that you, you made a good point. I said, you know, I felt like when they got into the action, it was just like that was all they were focused on. He said, you yeah, know, they still had moments because they did. But I just wish it was like, I wish it still stayed with them even throughout all of that. And so that was that was the funniest part of that whole movie was him and Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I agree. I for me, what I've been watching is uh, more Downton. I've binged now like two seasons <laughs> in the last four or five days. I want and you to know I watched uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and that trailer came on, and I laughed out loud in the theater because <laughs> I knew you were watching it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I probably was uh, watching it at the direct moment or at the exact moment you saw that trailer. I was probably in Downton watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Grantham and and all of his servants. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're almost done with that series now. So I should be able to watch some of the stuff that I actually want to watch soon. What do you want to watch, if you don't mind me asking real quick? I've been trying to watch The Godfather. And uh, I started watching The Offer, which is about The Godfather and how it was created. Um, but I, I did fall asleep in that one. Um, the, the heart... <laughs> Let me let me explain my my problem with falling asleep and stuff. I have a an a nineteen month old daughter as of Wednesday, actually as of today, and it most of my days consist of watching Turning Red because that's the only movie she loves, uh, Blue's Clues, and um, Puppy. Puppy Pals or Puppy Dog Pal. I don't know what the show is, but it's Sesame Street is another one that's up there. So my my main intake of media is through children's entertainment. But then at night when I go to bed, I finally get to watch what I want to watch. Yeah. And that's why I fall asleep so frequently. So it's not that the stuff I watch is actually boring besides Halo, um, <laughs> but everything else is just it's just because of the time that I actually watch it. Yeah, no, that's and that's totally understandable, and you're justified. That doesn't mean it's not funny to me, though. <laughs> it is. It is pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so me and Bailey are going to move into this episode and talk about the news first. We'll talk about the news for the first half of the episode, and then we'll talk about CinemaCon in the back half. And uh, so jumping right into it, Mission Impossible 7 was named Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, Bailey, what do you think about all of these movies now being named in parts? 
Well, honestly, I didn't care about the part one. The Dead Reckoning just doesn't roll off the tongue tongue very well. To me. Yeah. A Mission Impossible, they could have just stuck with a Mission Impossible 7 and I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But I know that they've been going with a lot of a lot of different uh, titles for the la- after the third one, I believe, is when they started introducing the the titles within titles and giving it more meaning. But um, uh, honestly, the title doesn't really mean much to me, at least until I see the first trailer when Top Gun premieres. Yeah, is that when we're gonna is that when we're gonna get it? Yeah, and it's a year out. <laughs> it's a f- almost a full year out from from Top Gun. Oh my goodness! Well, that's a, that's a that's a lot to anticipate. <laughs> Let's hope they can keep yeah. that up for a year. Um, and then well, the top, Jurassic, yeah, never mind. <laughs> the new Jurassic World Dominion trailer was released. Uh, any thoughts on what did you think about this trailer here, Bailey? Uh, it just looks like nostalgia bait to me. Mm-hmm. But I I'm still I love dinosaur movies, and these Jurassic World movies are so much better than Jurassic Park two and three, and so I'm. I'm actually pretty excited to see this one, but I'm not like, I'm not, I'm probably not going to go to the premiere for this one. Gotcha. I don't know. Do you like these movies? Eh, I still haven't seen uh, Fallen, or what is it? What is the second one? Fallen World? Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I think. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen that one. Yeah. I think I was, started it, it and then I stopped long. it. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm th- I don't know. I like these movies, but at the same time, like, if you watch the original Jurassic Park, you're like, this is such a great movie. Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, Jurassic World was fine because it was a love letter to Jurassic Park, but the Fallen Kingdom one, they started introducing a pretty weird, controversial topic in regards to um, cloning, and you can totally guess where they're going with it, but it's... It's it gets really sci-fi, mm. more so than Jurassic Park. Yeah, well then maybe you have to watch that one, especially in preparation for the new one coming out here. And uh, we have news on the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes film that is releasing on November seventeenth of next year. Bailey, what is the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes for those who don't know? So this is the prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy or quadrilogy, if you're just a fan of the movies. I think um, they call them sagas now. Saga? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Dang Hollywood. Um, <laughs> but them and their adaptations, two-parters. Um, yeah, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes follows President... Oh, is it Snow? Yeah, President Snow. And his upbringing and how... It was kind of a rags-to-riches uh, tale. I only read about half the book and then... Uh, my wife and I got sick when we were reading it and stopped reading it for a while, so we got to go back and finish it. But uh, the book itself was really good. Um, I just hope it's not as bad as some of the Hunger Games movies are. Mm-hmm. And is Jennifer Lawrence going to reprise her role? I had a friend tell me that, and I could be totally wrong. There's absolutely no way, unless she's at the very beginning or end reading a book about President Snow and how a horrible man he is and... I don't know how she could. <laughs> Maybe she's the narrator. Yeah. So that is the Ballad of Songbirds and the Snakes. Um, 
so we have doc- some news, some strange spoilers for the new Doctor Strange movie. Uh, if you want, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, you want to skip ahead. I'm gonna take off my earphones while Billy talks about this for the next five seconds. But uh, <laughs> skip ahead a minute or two. And uh, Bailey, what do we what do we know in these new trailers or in these new little spoilers here? Are you actually gonna take your headphones off? Because just, just I, okay, just go for it. Well, well right. what what are you spoiling here? Everything that's written on this page. It's stuff that we've already seen and stuff that Marvel has revealed in footage from trailers. Okay. okay. And so and posters. So we. We know that there's been the controversial uh, conversation going on on Twitter uh, that may have gotten people heated whether or not that's Captain Marvel or Iron Man. And it is a Maria Rambo variant who became Captain Marvel. And then the other thing that we've seen is we got our first glimpse of footage of Captain Carter from the What If TV show. Um, And so... We've seen her shield popping around the Illuminati's headquarters, and and she has a jetpack on. It looks pretty awesome. I'm very excited to see those two. Um, but the biggest thing is that the Professor X that we see in the movie is actually from the X-Men cartoon from the 90s. And so he's got his yellow floating chair and his green, his green suit, so... I'm very excited to see this. These characters show up and more. Yeah, so that comes out Friday. Get your tickets. Premieres on Thursday if you're if you're interested in going to that. And uh, it's projected to make at least 150 million. So this movie is going to be the biggest movie of the year, probably. Probably, uh, oh. or that, or Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I don't know I this think- one. This one, seems, chap- this one seems like it's tracking pretty high up. It is. And I think the reason I say the Black Panther were conned forever is because they want to see what they're going to do without Chadwick Boseman. Gotcha. All right. Well, moving on, we have some news about John Watts, who directed the new Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, has departed from the Fantastic Four reboot. What else do we know about this, Bailey? So we know that um, John Watts is wanting to, or there was a project that Apple TV Plus auctioned for or put a bid for and they won. And it's John Watts' next project with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. We don't know anything about what this is about except that John Watts is writing with George Clooney and George Clooney and Brad Pitt are set to star. Um, and Variety, I, I believe it's Variety, but... I couldn't find any any article on this after I had seen it. And so this could be t- just a grain of salt, but um, some source mentioned that he could be directing the next MCU, MCU Spider-Man film. And so, which wouldn't be a huge surprise to us. And I don't think we would see this until 2025 at the latest. Um, and so that's, that's another reason that he could have left just because he's, so attached to this character um but it also begs the question of who's going to take over fantastic four i have lots uh, i of have people. i have no candidates i'm sure there are a lot of people i just don't know i feel like yeah marvel picks a director and i go with it but uh there's i i have a couple candidates and i would love to see them one i don't see happening just because of something that they're going to be directing in the next couple years but 
um, Brad Bird, who did The Incredibles and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which is kind of just... I think it's Ghost Protocol. Or Ghost Protocol. One of yeah. them. One of the Mission Impossible. He, he a good did the, one. He, he did the Mission Impossible where they freaking scaled the Burj Khalifa, dude. Yeah, that, that was is, an intense That was one. Brad Bird. <laughs> and then uh, there's also the candidate of John Krasinski, um, who's famously fan-casted as Mr. Fantastic. And so if he were to be cast as Mr. Fantastic, this would be pretty cool. But I don't see that one happening just because of the Quiet Place 3 happening soon. Yeah. Well, um, honestly... I love the idea of him making a movie with George Clooney and Brad Pitt because the his movie his Spider-Man trilogy is great. George Clooney and Brad Pitt together. Ocean's 11 is easily one of my top 10 movies of all time. And so we just need more of them together in movies, having fun. And Brad Pitt eating shrimp in every scene. But moving on, <laughs> we have Ant-Man and the uh, Wasp Quantumania, which is release date with the Marvel's movies. Bailey, what are these dates changing to? So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania moved to the Marvel's original premiere date, which was February 17th, and the Marvel's switched with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania uh, for July 28th of 2023 for both of them. And so this is pretty big news. I don't know why. Um, I, the rumor is that the Marvel's moved so that because there was a, a really big actress that had scheduling conflicts for the Marvels. And so we don't know who that big actress is unless it's one of the main stars, uh, Brie Larson or um, I can't remember the other two ladies that are part of the Marvels. So who knows who it is, but it's going to be a really good show. Both of them are. I'm very excited for Quantum Mania just because of Jonathan Majors uh, reprising his role as... King the Conqueror. So it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Jonathan Majors is good. And that, King the Conqueror, uh, I don't know if you ever saw, what was the movie that came out last year um, with the Idris Elba? Yeah. Loved him in that one. He's just fun. He's fun to and watch. And he's also in Loki. Yeah. And Lovecraft County, which is on HBO. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. This is kind of like when didn't didn't No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness kind of like switch yeah, release they dates. Yeah. They flipped. So, you know. They did knows? not they, flop. <laughs> they did not flop. No. I we will, we will say this now. On Tuesday, these movies did not flop. <laughs> they didn't. Doctor Strange is going to make waves in the swimming pool. But moving on, uh, Louis Leterrier has joined the Fast X movie, and he will now be the new director. And... Justin Lin recently came out and said some things about the reasons he stepped away, or we have some reported sources about what he had said that stepped away. Bailey, what did these sources say? Um, that Vin Diesel's got a massive ego. He's out of shape and doesn't remember his lines. And I think just that I, I feel like Vin Diesel has kind of gotten into his head with this being the last one. Like, no matter what, it's going to make a billion dollars and... And he's taking care of for this movie. So I feel, I honestly, I have a very hard time with Vin Diesel. That's prob- one of my big problems with this franchise too. Just is just the way he treats this. And um, I, I just, yeah, 
I understand why a director would have a hard time with a, <laughs> an executive producer slash actor like this. Yeah, I agree. And I feel, you know, who knows what's going on behind the set, but I feel like we put two and two together. The Rock has said some things, and now we have this, you know, reported news about him and Justin Lin, and so... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this movie turns out. I have the best for Vin Diesel, and I kind of hope the best for this movie. Louis Leterrier has directed um, a vast amount of things. He's a French director. He also and, did The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he did The Incredible Hulk. He made um, the first two Transporter films, starring Jason Statham, I believe, and um, Clash of the Titans, and that that card movie. Now you see me. With uh, Jesse Eisenberg, so he's he's got a, he's got a knack for making things that you know people will watch, and I feel like maybe this is this is his lane. So we'll see what happens with the Fast X, the the final installment. I and see I what you did there with this is his <laughs> lane. Boom! I didn't even know I did it. It's called driving. Um. Anyway, so moving <laughs> on, we have the Moon Knight finale news. Bailey, what is what is the what is the news here? So earlier uh, on Monday morning, uh, Marvel and Moon Knight had come out on Twitter and said that the series finale for Moon Knight was premiering this Wednesday. Both of them had deleted that those tweets and are now calling it the season finale of Moon Knight, which begs the question of whether or not we're going to be getting a second season of Moon Knight. Uh, which is completely in the realm of possibility because the same thing was said for Loki. It was touted as a limited series. Um, and we're getting a season two of Loki, which was its best uh, or most critically acclaimed show that they have released along with WandaVision. Um, but this one, this one is up there as well, top three probably out of the five or six that we've gotten. So... It's pretty exciting that there's a chance that we'll get a season two of the show, especially after our comments from last week's episode of our Moon Knight uh, penultimate episode review. Yeah. So I don't know. It, you, yeah. What do you think? There's a New York Times article that um, that I read today that basically said that um, you know he through Moon Knight kind of learned to love blockbuster filmmaking. I think he wasn't really looking for another X-Men or Star Wars project, but because of the character and like this movie, the superhero, especially he has found a reason to like be interested in these again. So I think that's an interesting article that they published this week about it. Like he actually liked doing this show and being this character. So here's to hoping that we get a season two. Cause here's to hoping Oscar Isaac just gets to do more things. I love Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I'm all for it. I I'm I can't praise the show, not the show. I can't praise the actors' performances in the show enough. Yeah. Um. Some of the yeah, I have my own gripes with the show, but we'll we'll talk more in depth about that later when the the finale premieres. Gotcha. Well, that's all the news that we have for you today. So now we'll jump in and wrap up a lot of what happened in the the back half of CinemaCon. And uh, first off on our list here, we have. Top Gun Maverick premiered and it has gotten a lot of early buzz and most of it is overwhelmingly positive. Again, you know, buzz is very positive when it comes out. So it's very hard to say, but like, I don't know, someone, someone tweeted and said that it, uh, that it could win an Oscar or it could be <laughs> at least nominated for an Oscar. Um, 
everybody's praising Tom Tom Cruise. Miles Teller does really well. And so, you know, I am excited to see this movie, truly. I I have I, I want to say something about this real quick. There was a lot of hype going into this because they got to see Top Gun Maverick about a month and a half early. And whenever screeners are given, um, like, for example, I went to the Alita Battle Angel screener a couple years ago when they had an IMAX premiere a couple weeks before it came out. And everybody in the theater was cheering. And I don't know if you remember that movie. It was pretty horrible. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't that great of a movie. But everybody was really excited about it because there's just this this feeling of seeing a movie early earlier than everybody else and so i don't want to be the buzzkill on top gun maverick because i'm very excited for this movie too i'm sure it's going to be really good but at the same time like a lot of this early talk you kind of have to take it for granted not for granted but just with a grain of salt like usual with anything um before it comes out because people's immediate reactions are always going to be great until they let it gestate a little bit and digest the digest the whole situation a little bit better yeah no i agree i mean that's why i said going into it you know it's early buzz it's usually overwhelmingly positive but i mean that's what people are saying i'm excited so who knows i'll probably be one of those people that's in the theater thinks the same thing and um (laughs) But we also got a little bit of Mission Impossible footage, and we got to see a little bit of his, of his of one of the biggest stunts in the movie Tom Cruise did, and if people are saying it's just heart-pounding, he's putting himself on the line again, and it looks like it's paying off. So I'm all for Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Fallout is so good, and I can't wait to see this next one, Dead Reckoning Part 1. i'm so pumped for this movie i love these movies they're such a guilty pleasure of mine it's gonna be so freaking awesome (laughs) yeah i cannot wait and um so there was that we also got a new uh peek at some of the nope footage and in the past week jordan peele came out and stated directly spoilers for nope if you haven't heard of this news yet but that this very much is an alien movie so we know that there will be aliens involved. He, he kind of said it, but then he also followed up by saying, that's what's fun is that, you know, I can say this, but you still have a lot more to uncover in this film. So, I mean, Jordan Peele put his name on a movie, put me in the seat, because that's what will happen. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm very excited for this. I just watched Get Out the other day, and I really enjoyed it. It was very different, but I wasn't, I, I thought it was overhyped for what the movie was. It was still really good. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm really excited for this one as well. I love alien movies. And so Jordan Peele with Aliens is going to be really fun. Yeah. And I think the other thing is just, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, Get Out's great. I think when it came out, it was the biggest movie. And then people started to do what it did a lot more. So now, like, it's almost like you have to go back and watch that movie from the mindset of like, this is like one of the first of its kind movies in a way, especially mm-hmm. in the Jordan Peele uh, sense. But like, that's why in the first episode of Atlanta, it's very Jordan Peele at the inception of it. It's just, it's crazy. But yeah, so no footage came out. Can't wait. Uh, some new John Wick chapter four footage was released. 
If you forgot that there's a chapter four, it is happening. And we also got news that Ana de Armas will star in the ballerina spinoff movie. Do we know what the ballerina is, Bailey? I've never seen John Wick. I, I started to watch it, and I I caught about halfway through, and I couldn't get into it because I was just... I hate to say that I was bored in a movie like this, <laughs> but I was kind of bored. I just thought this was kind of like a generic... Um, I, I thought the plot was a little weak, but that was just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, I'm a John, I, I'm a John a Wick cult. fan. It's you got would a hate, massive cult. You would hate John Wick 3 then. <laughs> yeah. I had several friends who even went to go see John Wick 3 and he walked out thinking, you know, the back half of that was a little dumb, but it was still pretty sweet. I've heard that the, the third one is the weakest link out of the trilogy. Yeah. I'm a big fan of John Wick. I, I love him. I love him in everything. Uh, we also had some news about A Quiet Place Day One. Was footage shown, or was it just um, that we got a, you know, an announcement that they're doing a spinoff? So this actually came during Paramount's reel, which Paramount apparently had a fantastic show. Um, the CEO or the creative, the creative officer of of pa- Paramount. Um, came out dressed up as Eggman from Sonic 2. And the I, I don't know, like something about this show sounded awesome. But there was a quick reel of all the projects that they have coming. And A Quiet Place Day 1 was one of those projects. And so this is the spinoff of A Quiet Place. Obviously, it's going to be taking place on the day that the aliens invade Earth. And so it'll be really interesting to see where they go with this. I've loved the first two movies. I think John Krasinski has done a great job with them, and I'm interested to see how a director that's not, that this isn't their their baby, um, I'm interested to see how they approach the world of A Quiet Place. Yeah. Especially, did you did you see A Quiet Place Part 2? Yes. Did you like that one with, with uh, Killian Murphy? I did. I really did. I know that, it, I, here's the thing. It's a part two. It's not the full story. And so I, I understand that there, it did copy a lot of the same tropes, but that's because they found out how to kill the aliens or how to fight them off. And so the last half or last like 20 minutes of the movie kind of followed the same formula as the first one. And I see where, where some fans would get bothered with that. But I do think that it lends itself to a good story for the third one. It's more of a setup than it is an individual standalone film, like the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't gotten to, I haven't gotten around to see that one. That was like right in the middle of COVID or right as we were coming out of COVID. So it's really hard for me to get into that one for some reason. I don't know. Watching the first one was such an experience in theaters. So I feel like it was hard for me to replicate or think about that in the same way when I was watching the second one. All, all I could think about was the, thir- the first one. So maybe I'll have to do a double feature one night and watch both of them. But um, we also got some footage from Halloween Ends. And I'm going to assume you're not a Halloween fan, right, Bailey? I've never seen it. <laughs> Great I mean, movie. I like Halloween. Yeah, but yeah. The not, movies, not, the ho- not the holiday, the movies. Yeah, no, I, I haven't really cared to see those. First one's a horror classic. Then they get a little bit crazy. Then you have the 2018 Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Pretty dang good. And then you have Halloween Kills, 
which is literally the title is the plot of the movie where Michael Myers just murders people for an hour and a half and you walk out and you're like, nothing happened. He just killed people. We're, we're back where we started. <laughs> but Halloween ends. It looks like it's, you know, paying homage to the first movie. There's a scene where Laurie Strode's in a closet. And, uh, you know, so it's, it seems very much like we're, we're coming full circle now. And will it end? Hopefully. <laughs> I hope what, so. That's what Sometime. I think. I thought these movies ended a while ago. But I guess they're still going. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they will. We're gonna get after Halloween ends. We're gonna get Halloween Resurrection. Mark my words. <laughs> and then moving on from the Halloween ends, we had some footage about Avatar: The Way of the Water. Bailey, have you read up anything about what was shown here? Yeah. So James Cameron presented the footage from wherever he was shooting the third and fourth and fifth Avatar films. Um, or editing the second one. And they um, showed the footage in 3D. It was apparently in 120 FPS, which is phenomenal. And for our viewers, that just means that um, the CGI is going to be way smoother. If anybody had the chance to see The Hobbit, uh, I believe The Hobbit 1, 2, and 3, it may just be 2 and 3. If anybody has seen those movies in 3D or in IMAX, you had the chance to see it at 48 FPS. Um, and so that's it's really exciting because like it's it's smoother. It's going to be a smoother picture for the audience. And for some people, it may be disorienting because we're so used to seeing movies filmed at 24 FPS. But this I, for me, as a fan of technology, and I love the advances that are coming with camera work and and CGI, uh, especially with like Unreal Engine 5 that just came out, really pumped about that and how that looks. But um, I'm very, very excited to see what James Cameron has done with this, especially with how monumentally shifting the first Avatar film was. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, and Peter Jackson also, I feel like a lot of other filmmakers too are very much about the idea of we need to push technology a little bit farther, especially in movies, you know, making it more immersive, having more frames per second, you know, all these things. So, you know, Avatar, I think theoretically was supposed to be the, uh, the champion of 3d, but 10 years later, we still don't have 3d. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, well, I've heard that Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness is supposed to be really good in 3d. So I'm probably going to catch it again on Saturday in 3d with my wife. You a fan of you, you a 3d man, Bailey, yay, nay. I'm not. I, okay. I think it makes the film a lot darker, so you miss a lot more. But mm-hmm. I I do think that certain films lend themselves to 3D. And I Doctor Strange came out while I was serving a mission for our church, and and so I didn't get to see the first one in, in theaters. And I would have loved to have seen this movie in IMAX 3D. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see the sequel in 3D. <laughs> You're making up for it now. And uh, speaking of Doctor Strange, the first 15 minutes was shown at CinemaCon. And Bailey and I are going to talk a little bit in, in the next episode about some of our theories of Doctor Strange. I don't know if you want to talk about the first 15 minutes here, Bailey, or if you want to save it for that one. I don't even know what's happened in the first 15 minutes. I, I just know, like, they released a clip, um, like a one-minute clip about, uh, and it's been in every trailer, of them fighting that giant octopus monster. Yeah. That's it. That's pretty much the first 15 minutes of the movie. You got it right there. Sweet. So watch well, the trailer. <laughs> so 
So that was the first 15 minutes. Some light year footage was shown. Bailey, what did you hear about this light year footage? I know you're big. You're really excited. This is one of your most, you know, anticipated movies for you. <laughs> it's actually not. I, I, I like the Toy Story movies. They're not my favorite movies of all time, but I am very excited to see this one just because of the plot and its creativity and it being Pixar. Pixar is a great studio. They showed the first 30 minutes of the movie and it's said to be some of the most heartfelt and powerful footage that Pixar has ever put out. I'm very, very excited to see what they do with this. Um, I've heard that it's moved people to tears and that it's just a powerful first act. Yeah, so that is the uh, light year footage. I'm surprised you said it wasn't one of your most anticipated movies. But um, we also got footage of Eli Roth's Borderlands, which is hilarious to me because Eli Roth is a horror director and, you know, more of a gore porn horror director. Made movies such as Hostel, um, Green Inferno. He's just cabin fever. He's really into that, like, gory stuff but he's making a movie of borderlands based off the video games and we got a shot of Kate blanchett uh with flame and red hair jack jack black is voicing uh the robot kevin hart's in this movie uh jamie lee curtis and so you know this is just one of those things this is one of those things i have to see the trailer for before i think it's good or not you know absolutely i don't know what to think of this movie <laughs> I've never played the video games. I saw my brother playing them growing up, and I thought the games just... For me, I'm not a huge gamer. I have a PS5 and an Xbox and a Nintendo Switch, and I'm not a huge gamer. Like, it sounds weird to say that I have, like, every single system. I, I don't know if it's just because I wanted to say, like, I own a PS5 now. Um, but there were there are some games that I actually really enjoy. Like, um, I enjoy games more for story than I do for... Um, gameplay yeah and so i i get games i don't have a very big library of games but i this game never intrigued intrigued me or piqued my interest i was just i was there and saw my brother playing it the movie is one of those questions of why hollywood but that's all i have to say about it and this next movie that we're actually going to be talking about also begs the same question of why <laughs> Hollywood? Dungeons and Dragons, um, Honor Among Thieves. Bailey, you're already on a roll. Just keep going, man. Yeah, um, I think Chris Pine, who's one of the main stars of this film, has said that it's like Game of Thrones meets The Princess Bride. And how those two worlds meet, I have no idea. I imagine it will be somewhere in the Deadpool-like region, uh, which really concerns me because i feel like dungeons and dragons is such a big franchise for kids especially after what stranger things has done to people and i i'm kind of worried about it i, I don't care know. about it yeah see dungeons and dragons is one of those things where i don't know how you can make a movie about it basically <laughs> here's what i know about dungeons and dragons i have family who've played and i've played it once or twice you could make a story in Dungeons and Dragons about anything you want to. It just has to be, you know, it just has to be fantasy or, and so it's just like, they're basically just using the name Dungeons and Dragons, I feel like, to tell their own story. And maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. I don't know what they're writing about, but uh, 
I will refer back to the Borderlands where I need to see a trailer for this <laughs> to even know what I think about it. But uh, that also premiered at CinemaCon. And then we have some news about the movie Babylon. Bailey, what is Babylon? I'm not even sure what Babylon is. So I'm asking you, genu- I'm asking, I'm genuinely curious, what is Babylon? Yeah, so Babylon is it's something that intrigues me, but it's going to be something that I'll, I'll have to wait to see the trailer for till I have any actual interest in it. Um, the only reason it does interest me right now is just because it follows the emergence of movies with sound. So this was like the era where Charlie Chaplin was ending, uh, not ending, but like where, where the movies were just getting sound. And so his stuff wasn't as popular until that. And so I'm, I'm just really intrigued to see the history play out from a perspective from Hollywood now. And the cool thing about it is the cast. It's got a pretty stacked cast, and we have a couple of the cast members listed here, but it has Brad Pitt as John Gilbert, Margot Robbie as Clara Bow, um, and Toby Maguire as Charlie Chaplin. So it's, and that, that one kind of confuses me, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I can't say that I've seen Tobey Maguire in anything outside of Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. You I haven't think... seen Boss Baby? I'm just kidding. I, I haven't. Say, is he in that one? Because <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's his return to acting. Oh my goodness. What And what a return it was. Yeah, it's got a sequel. But yeah, I agree. This sounds super interesting to me. The, the title intrigues me, just the name of Babylon, and then the subject matter... And I love Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie's great. So I'm, this is, this is one of the movies that I would say of all the ones that we've talked about today, I didn't hear about this one and I'm more intrigued to learn more about it. It sounds like it'll be a a great film, but, uh, you know, we'll find out when it premieres. So that is all we have. That is all, all the news that came out of CinemaCon, all the footage that was shown, uh, Bailey, do you have any closing thoughts on CinemaCon, on this episode, on the news we discussed today? There's a lot of stuff to digest, and I hope you listen to the whole episode because I enjoyed talking about a lot of this stuff, and I hope that people are excited about what's to come in the next couple years. I agree, as am I. And so that will do it for our episode today. Please be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast, follow us on whatever we do. Uh, you can message us on any of our social medias and our, and our email. Our Instagram is abcinema.pod, Twitter, abcinemapodcast, letterboxd is abcinemapodcast. Our Gmail is abcinema.pod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook as abcinema. Please let us know how we're doing. Give us your thoughts. Let us know if there's anything you'd like us to cover or discuss. And, uh, we hope that you all have a great and wonderful day. And as always... Keep watching movies.